Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today uh, my guests include Brian Andrews. He is the executive director of the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, and Peter Tusholt. Peter is a recovery coach with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and Brian, we'll start with you. I know you were just here earlier to talk about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Let's just remind our listeners what that's all about first. Yeah, so Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, is uh, we're in our 18th year this year. Uh, we started off as a juvenile diversion program, working with law enforcement, the schools, the county attorney's office, getting referrals from all of those sources, and using a restorative justice approach called restorative group conferencing, and, and, and really just bringing the community law enforcement and those harmed and the people that caused the harm together to find a resolution to be able to move forward and and to have that second chance at starting a better life. Yeah. And yeah. this program has worked extremely well. The recidivism rate is uh, very good. Yeah. And yeah. These young people, you keep them out of the courts and out of the out of the system, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's uh, for the history of the organization, the uh, recidivism rate's been below 15%, 15% or lower. And and when you look at all the different things, it's not just about uh, getting out of trouble. The byproduct of the work that we do is recidivism, low recidivism. But it's changed lives. It's a new new outlook on life. It's seeing worth and value in themselves. It's understanding the weight of the decision that they made and the impact it had on others. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Now, uh, Peter, you're with uh, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And again, there's another great organization. Yes, uh, tell is. our listeners about the, uh, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Uh, well, uh, this is a place where people with addiction problems for years can uh, come in and they can get the help they need um, if they so choose. Um, we have a 30, 60, 90 day program. We also have a year long program where guys can come in and uh, change their lives and make the right steps towards doing something different. Um, I'm a byproduct of that program and celebrated five years sobriety last Thursday. So nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Brian, you used a term just a moment ago give them a second chance. And that's why we're here today to talk about. Second Chance uh, Month. Uh, tell our listeners what this is all about. Yeah, so uh, just just with the passion about Second Chances, uh, in 2017 uh, there was a, a, just a real big movement when 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 a group of people came together to to begin trying to push for reform and changes when they see the. Uh, well, they, it's listed at over 48,000 different types of stigmas or barriers for people with criminal backgrounds to try to live a full and productive life. And so uh, it started with the White House and started gaining traction where bringing awareness, you know, the struggle to find housing, the struggle to, the struggle to secure a job, uh, go to, get education, uh, volunteer in your community. You know, uh, there was a time in my life when I wanted to go on a field trip with my kid and when they ran the background check, I couldn't go with wow. my child. Wow. And it and it ripped me apart. And it ripped my child apart, too, because they wanted to know why. Yeah. You know, dad's living a different life, so why why can't he come with me? Yeah. You know? And so we're here today to just, we, we want to raise awareness. Uh, the, the community we live in is a supportive community. Uh, but there's things that not everyone knows about. Not everyone knows about the barriers and the struggles that, that we have to go through uh, if we have a criminal background on trying to be 
a productive member of society, to try to give back. Both Peter and I and, and countless other people in Crow Wing County and the surrounding listening area have, have gone through the process, have paid the debt to society, and have found a passion and discovered their why to, to serve in their community, to give back, and to, and to ultimately help, help make it a better, a safer place to live. Yeah. And just become uh, regular productive adults, but you have all these barriers in front of you to owning homes and, and getting loans and other things like that, I would suppose. Yeah, so uh, back in 2014, when I was coming out of the, out of the ashes, out of the fire from my own personal journey, um, uh, we were trying to find stable housing. And uh, I applied 36 places, got told, to, told no 36 times. Wow. And then on the 37th time, I didn't even want to ask anymore because, you know, they ask you. You know, they want to ask, they ask you the questions and sure. you have a choice of being honest or not being honest. And if I'm going to choose this journey and really walk it out, uh, then it's gonna, I'm going to follow the honest route. And the result was being told no that many times. But on that 37th time when I was told yes, what a celebration. Yeah. What a respect for those people that, that looked past the event that had taken place, the mistakes that I had made, and looked at me for where I was right now. And, and, uh, uh, and that's, that was the first second chance that I got. That was the first one that's, that, that made me see a little bit more that, hey, you know what? I think I can. Mm-hmm. And then the next, the next thing was uh, uh, going through a training uh, to become a peer support specialist to give back in my community. When people said, "You know, you you would do good at that," and getting and then and then going back to work and getting offered a job at Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge, and all of a sudden, I th- now I got another second chance. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, two months into it, I got flagged by the Department of Human Services saying uh, you're disqualified because of your background. Wow. And so there's a process to, uh, to, to try to dispute that. Um, but it's a lot of work. And when you're looking over that and you're trying to, trying to plead a case so that you can work, there's a shame, there's guilt, the stigmas that are attached to it make it, it – it's so difficult. And if you don't have a community, a support group, or people that believe in you and, and are walking with you, that's a very difficult path to walk down. Yeah. Peter, I would imagine you have many similar stories. I do, actually. Um, my wife and I were married for about three, four years, and I had accumul- accumulated some uh, charges when I was 18 years old. And we were married, this was about uh, nine years later. Um, I had gone to school. Uh, in college, I had a, one of the lowest grade point averages ever to come into the school. I mean, you couldn't get any lower. And in two years, I received an academic achievement award uh, and brought my grade point average up to 4.0 and graduated second to the top in my class. And I have a degree that I was never able to use because of my criminal history. So um, in speaking of like places to live, um, my wife and I applied so many places and get, got denied so many times, we eventually ended up living in a place where she lied about being married and I was living there um, without anyone knowing. So, um, and it was kind of like, what do you, what do you do? You know, and we had applied so many times being a married couple that, uh, um, we weren't willing to not live together, but, um, at the time that seemed like the best option for me. Man, oh man. 
So, you, uh, Brian, you talked about this start out at the White House. Now, do we have uh, some of our legislators uh, at the state level, maybe even locally, starting to talk about this issue at all? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so um, I had been uh, uh, reached out through Commissioner Barrows to try to present that to the Crow Wing County Board of uh, the, the board members there. And so uh, I know that it's it's before them right now. I also reached out to uh, Mayor Olson uh, with the Baxter uh, city back, city of Baxter, and also uh, Mayor Badeau with the city of Brainerd recently. And and I'm going to keep I'm going to keep reaching out. And we're I'm going to cover all of Crow Wing County, and we're going to continue to rally on this thing and uh, and really just generate the the raising awareness and support. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, the community, uh, the community supports me and what I'm doing. The community supports Peter and what he's doing. We got to make sure that we're we're supporting people at all levels of this process. Yeah. Uh, if we do, the lakes area, as great as it is right now, is going to be an even greater place to live. And and that's 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 the big that's the big push for me. Is we're kicking off uh, lakes area restorative justice project, kicking off a restoring hope campaign uh, for the month of April. And 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 the, uh, second chance month is a part of that, but it's about uh, it's about helping to build that. You know, our mission is to foster a stronger and healthier community. This is part of it. This is part of it. Stories like Peter's, uh, there's stories like that all all across Crowing County. We're we're not a, a, just a couple of incidences. It's it's happening when when it says one almost one in three working class working adults have a criminal background. Well, that's a that's a large population. We, we yeah. there needs to be addressed. There's reform that needs to take place. Programs like Lake Erie Restorative Justice Project is a great place to start that. Yeah. Also, uh, addiction is everywhere nowadays, and and drugs are just becoming more and more prevalent in society. And a lot of the criminal history comes from the drug use. And once you step into that, and you're charged, and you have the stigma on you, and you have this everybody is staring at you kind of feeling um, a lot of shame and guilt comes with that. And that just leads people right back into addiction. And I know for me, there was lots of bouts of sobriety that I had and, and I would make it a year or two years. And I, I even had three years at one point and because I couldn't find a job to support my family and we were picking and choosing like which bill we were going to pay that month, you know, um, and just kind of like you're the lucky one this month, uh, <laughs> you get the water bill paid. <laughs> um, and so we would juggle with that. And and I knew that I had more potential. I knew that if someone gave me a chance that I was going to be able to live up to that. But it was so far and few between. Mm-hmm. And, and once you find a place, you, you kind of got to stay there. You don't have time to look other places, especially if you got a family and um, I just hope that we can help some other people get a second chance so that they can find time to shed that shame and that guilt and, and just be free of that so they can live up to their full potential. Yeah. And and I've heard this at the national level. We, we're starting to hear more um, uh, legislators uh, at the national level talk about, you know, second chances for those that have gone through the criminal justice system, even things like voting and so on and and giving them another chance uh, because, like you say, so many people go through the justice system, uh, whether they spend time in a prison or a jail cell or wherever they may go, 
and they do try and turn their lives around, and they want to become productive system, uh, productive citizens. We can't throw up these barriers, can we? No, we can't. It's really it's holding it's holding people back. You know, one of the things that has always been on my heart and and Habitat for Humanity, another great organization, uh, we ended up being a partner family. They helped us be able to see that. You know, uh, each one of these people, community resources, organizations, social services, when they came alongside us, I started to see more worth and value in my own life. I started feeling like, hey, I am worth investing in. And so the switch was you go from uh, survival mode into uh, uh, a steady, a steady place where you can dream again, and and that's that dreaming where you get to you get to think who do I want to be, where do I want to go, because it's all possible as long as you're not stuck in survival mode. And so many people that are that are facing the, the barriers and the stigmas and uh, that are attached to this uh, criminal background are stuck in survival mode. Like how, like Peter said, how am, how am I going to pay my bills? Uh, how am I going to find a place to live? Uh, you know, how how can I have my family uni- reunited if I don't have a stable house for them to come together? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine there's a lot of employers that need to kind of think about that, too. There is. You know, uh, I know that this community has, has some great organizations that are already on board with that. Wonderful. You know, they see the person and they see the value. They see what, what they have to offer. Uh, how can we work around? How can we work around that? Or how can I support them through this? They're on probation, or they're, or they're uh, in uh, in addiction treatment. How can we support them through that? Because that's to me, when I think of Crow Wing County, when I think of the Lakes area, and I think about what it really is as a community, that's ultimately what it is. We just need to have everybody get on board, everybody be a part of it, and and that accepting, that loving. Uh, community when we see the picture that represents the lakes area you know that's what i see uh, and 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 we need to pound that stake in claiming crowing county is my is my community and if it's my community then we got to address the good the bad and the ugly and how can we support everyone through that yeah well said. I know we have such a generous community. Now we need to be forgiving as well. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, we, you know, Lake Area Restorative Justice Project and and Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge both have 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 seen that. You know, from from uh, financial supporters to volunteers to yes. just people cheering on the sidelines. It's it. There, we're here. We're here. This is this is a hot topic. We need to we need to address it. We need to figure out how can how can we continue to move it to the next level to move it to the next level because as we do each step we've taken from 2017 to now there's been some major breakthroughs. Uh, there's still a lot more to go, uh, but it's going to take us meeting on the radio, going on a newspaper, rallying together as a community, and doing that one on one encouragement from either the employer, the housing, or just friend to friend. We can do this. I know we can. Well said. Well said. Gentlemen, thanks for being here today to talk about this important subject. I find it ironic that uh, both of you uh, work in the business of giving others a second chance. And here you are talking about hoping for a second chance for many, many others that have maybe gone through the criminal justice system. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for what you do.
My guests today are Brian Andrews. He is the uh, executive director of the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, and Peter Tusholt. He is the uh, a recovery coach with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found online on our website. You can listen to them there anytime. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.